Good afternoon, Life Group leaders. Hi, welcome to Tim on Tuesday. I'm your host, Lizzie Bundy. And I'm her co-host, Director of Life Group Ministries for Celebration Church, Michelle Joffrey. So, Pastor Patrick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, wow, I'm really put on the spot. I wasn't expecting to answer anything like that. Um, I'm 38 years old. I'm coping with losing my hair and what hair I have turning gray. I've gained about 10 pounds since I've been quarantined for the last two months. I ebb and flow between wanting to lose it and wanting to eat everything in sight. Uh, my favorite quarantine snacks have been spicy Cheez-Its, uh, cheesy rice cakes, and um, Bluebell uh, cookie two-step. And uh, Good. Yeah, yeah. It's Bluebell cookie two-step. Have you had that? It's delicious. Oh, and like I have important stuff like a wife and three kids and um, family that I love and, and great stuff like that. I just thought I'd put the important stuff up front. Sure, sure. So today we're going to be talking about life groups re-engaging and re-meeting, um, getting back together again, because we've now in Louisiana, we've had some um, gone into phase one of our quarantine. And so just kind of re-engaging life groups, we've all been meeting virtually or by conference call or something like that. And so um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. How Yay. have you been doing throughout this quarantine? Bye -bye. Well, well I've, I've been, bye Lizzie, I've been really impressed with our life groups through this quarantine. Um, Christians have not been historically known as being very adaptable and embracing of change, uh, but our life groups have really embraced change well. Uh, in fact, when we look at our, you know, we uh, <laughs> ministers were called to give an account before the Lord. And so we keep track of who's in life groups and, and how we're doing. And while most of our ministries have seen um, drop-offs and expectedly so, life is just more complicated and tedious uh, in this new lifestyle of ours, our life group ministry has actually seen marginal growth during this time. And so what we found is online is a great place to engage people in life group. Uh, and we've been very, very impressed with how our life groups have sustained during this time. I, Lizzie asked the question and now she can't hear the answer. I, I don't know what comes next, Michelle. We'll have to wing it without her. Um, so as we're, as we're re-engaging with life groups, um, there's such a, you know, some people are, what are the different ways that people can start getting back into life groups and into meeting or not meeting and being okay yeah. with that? Yeah, well, you know, I think one of the things we have to remember is that there's not going to be a one-size-fits-all approach here. Um, and you sent, you sent um, our life group leaders a document this past week, guidance uh, for life groups through pandemic, which reflects the fact that there's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, and so what we know is that there are going to be some life groups that are ready to meet in person, and they have the means to meet in person. And then there are going to be some life groups that they're really not ready to take that step, um, and then there's going to be, there, there's going to be a lot of life groups that fall in the middle where there's some people that are ready to meet in person and others that are reticent. And so what you have done with that document is you've created guidance for our life groups to walk that out. I think the important things we want to keep in mind is that we're better together than we are apart. 
And so whatever life group decides to do, whether it's meeting in person, whether it's continuing virtually, whether it's some combination of the two, it needs to be a decision that is owned by the entire life group. This is not a decision where we want to leave members of our life group behind in what even the majority says. I would recommend as life groups walk through this, the criteria for a decision ought to be what can we all agree on? Mm-hmm. Yes. And what I think uh, one of our life group pastors said, he met with his life group and they said, yeah, we all want to meet. We all want to meet. And then he called them all after and said, do you really want to meet? What are your concerns? What are your questions? And like really had that one one-on-one conversation with them to make sure that they're all on the same page. Yeah, I think that's a good approach because peer pressure is a real thing. And it's not just for high schoolers. It's, it's for everyone. You know, you can, you can have a conversation, create this flow. And then after the moment of the conversation, all these anxieties and questions start to crop up. And so that's, that's really a great approach to doing it. Let's have a, let's have a group conversation, but let's have some, some one-on-one follow-up afterwards too. Right, for sure. So what are some of the ways, so as leaders, I think it can be a little awkward for us because we want to lead well and we want to maintain social distance and we want to, you know, have, have our masks on if we're going to be whatever, you know, in, in closed quarters or what kind of thing. How, what are some of the ways that we as leaders can really set the tone and set the example for having our life group and keeping it safe? Yeah. Well, you know, I was, um, I, was, I was looking at scripture, and forgive me if I preach for just a little bit here, but that's kind of a little bit of what I do, so just give me a couple minutes. Um, you know, Romans chapter 14 is a chapter of the Bible that gets overlooked because it's Paul talking about food, and um, any chapter on food is going to have my interest, so I, 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 was, I was reading that today. Um, And in this chapter, Paul's talking about the fact that God has given us liberty with, specifically, he's talking about what we eat, but we should be careful about what we eat, that it not cause someone to stumble. Mm -hmm. And the point that Paul's trying to make, it goes well beyond food. It extends to really a lot of things that we we go through in life. It's, It's where personal liberty meets community responsibility. And Paul's whole point is God has given me liberty to eat food that might've even been sacrificed to an idol like that. That's not going to bother my conscience, but because it might bother my brother's conscience, I'll never eat meat again. That was Paul's attitude. And I really feel like the church, when I say the church, I don't mean celebration church. I mean, God's church, the church of Christians worldwide. I believe we're going to be judged in how we love one another. I think we're going to be judged in how we protect one another. And I think we're going to be judged by whether we valued our own personal liberties or whether we valued our community responsibilities. And so my word to life group leaders who are navigating this, don't let it be driven by your own personal desire. Don't let it be driven. um, Don't let it be driven by any political leaning or let it be driven by um, really I don't, I don't, I don't really like this term, but the weakest among you, let it be driven by what does it take to care for and look out for the weakest among you? And is there anyone in the group who would be concerned about, about regathering? Uh, Of course, I think there are very practical concerns too. 
in the governor um, moving us into, into phase one and allowing for groups of up to 50 to meet, one caveat that still is very important is six feet of social distancing. And so we wouldn't advise anyone to be in a situation where they can't have a proper six feet of social distancing between parties. And when you think about the practical reality of that, there aren't many homes, there aren't many indoor spaces that can support a group of eight adults having six feet between one another in an enclosed space. And so I think you also want to, want to give consideration to the, the practical realities there. Um, I think this is going to be a great season to get out and meet in parks, to meet at the lakefront, um, to meet in the backyard, to have some outdoor activities, especially if you have any kind of kids in the group. Um, the thing I've been feeling in my own life group is that we have been very, very grateful for the virtual format. Um, but it's not the same as getting to be with one another. Um, and I think there are a lot of groups feeling that way. Well, there are ways to do that that don't compromise social distancing standards. And, you know, to be, I feel to be a good and godly leader, uh, we've got to maintain those social distancing standards. But we can find creative ways of doing that. For sure. For sure. I think that we, we have to think outside the box. And God has really blessed us. It, I mean, we've had a little bit of warm weather, but even yesterday I sat outside for a few hours and it was so breezy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's the temperature was in the mid to high eighties, but with the breeze, it really felt wonderful. And so it's like, how, what, what are the problems? It's kind of like when you are meeting in person and no one wants to host the life group and you kind we work, we talk about work through the problems and figure it out, come up with some creative solutions. And this is going to be a great opportunity for, for our life groups to have that come up with creative solutions and creative ways to do it. One of our life groups last night, that's a senior adult life group. They had three people that met and then they had the rest of them on the phone and mm -hmm. they met through, through conference call and, and in person. And so I think that that's so important. Um, the other thing I'll say is it's a great idea to, I've had people over to my house, but not inside. We sit in the backyard and I say, bring your own chair. Because I think that when you tell people, like I have a little $6 chair from Academy, I think that I keep in my trunk and um, bring your own chair. And that kind of creates that mentality of we're going to have social distance instead of we're meeting at a park. So we're all going to sit at the same picnic table together. And then you go, wait, we're now we're not six feet apart. And it's uncomfortable, and that's the whole thing, I think, of what you were saying. It's very uncomfortable to be the person in the group that's saying, no, I'm maintaining social distance. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and, you know, one thing I've learned about that is sometimes it's best to just be straightforward, and straightforward doesn't mean be a jerk. Straightforward doesn't mean be judgmental, but one, one thing we've told our life group is that, you know, our, our situation um, – we have a seven person household. So it's my wife, our three kids, but also my in-laws who live with us. And without getting into it, my, my in-laws have some health issues that for, for one of them to contract COVID, it wouldn't be a, a good situation. And so we, we try to be very, very guarded with how we go out. And, you know, up until this point, prior to COVID, we were hosting our life. group. Well, we've told our life group, listen, we, we're actually okay with finding ways of getting together. In fact, for Tambra and I to do our jobs, we're going to have to go to campuses and, and be at services. So that's just part of it. 
but we feel that we can do a better job managing our own hygiene when we're out than we can doing an entire disinfectant job when we have 10 or 15 people over to the house. Um, and for where we're at, this, the, the stakes that we have, we just feel like, okay, for us to do this, it really can't be inside of our house. You know, we're fine going and meeting up outside. Uh, we're fine possibly even going to someone's house that has the square footage to support it. And so in that scenario, I think it's okay to be straightforward and say, hey, listen, these are my concerns. These are the precautions I feel like I need to put into place. Um, and this is, this is about how far I feel like I can go. And I really feel like if, if, if you're someone who is really concerned about, about meeting up, um, well, then you, you have to be vocal. Because if you're not vocal about it, your concerns aren't going to get recognized. They're going to get passed over, underrepresented. And then it could put you in a more compromising position. Sure, sure. I, the other thing is we've had some life groups that have had greater attendance and more success as a virtual group. And so yeah. I think there's um, one, of, one of my life groups that I support, they meet at 7.30 in the morning. And so with meeting virtually, they've had people able to come on time, people able to stay the whole time, and they've had more people attend every week. And so that leader is going, hmm, do I, do I keep it like this for a while and see, you know, what happens? But I think that it's, you have to look at the group and look at the dynamics and look at who the where the people are because a lot of people also aren't going back to their offices so if you have a daytime group or a lunchtime group they're not leaving their house to go to work anymore and so i think that that's super um just looking at all of the circumstances and the whole entire situation and just like you said in the beginning this isn't a one-size-fits-all yeah. uh, answer there's no one one-size-fits-all answer and solution to that well, you know, I think it could be a great opportunity for multiplication. If you're in a group where there's just, there's a, there's a deep divide about people who are, and, and listen, I get it. I'm, I'm at the point in my life where I'm sick of online stuff. I'm tired of living my life through a computer screen. Um, and I think if you're at a point where there's, you have a sizable group and it's very divided, people who want to reconnect in person, people who want to continue online, what better opportunity for multiplication is there than to say, okay, well, you know what? This, this may be the best opportunity we have to multiply our focuses, to multiply uh, the people we're able to reach uh, by creating multiple groups that, that go in those two different directions. And so that may be another thing for life group leaders to consider. You know, this is such a frustrating time. And there have been so many things I've prayed for that God hasn't answered those prayers the way I wanted. But there have been so many other prayers I didn't even think to pray that God came about and, and delivered in his own sovereign way. And it could be that this is God sovereignly delivering an opportunity uh, to multiply groups and to see new life group leaders rise up and, and lead well. Right. I, I completely agree with you. We've, we've actually had life group multiplications through this pandemic. And so I have just been so excited about what God's done that he's still moving and he's still on the throne even yeah. through all of this and life groups are growing and it's just, it's like, okay. And we talked, um, I think last week, but it's life groups are now the church. Like that's, 
that's the church and that's the community because now I can't go to church on Sunday. Like I told um, my multiplication leader, I said, I miss you so much and I'm seeing you every week, but I really miss you. And we figured out because usually I'd see her on Sunday and we would, you know, talk in the foyer and say, how are you, you know, and stuff. And now it's like, I'm there with her and we're both on YouTube at the same time, but we don't, we can't see each other and have that interaction, yeah. but life groups really have become all of a sudden the church and the community, which I just think is so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been kind of a testing, you know what I mean? And um, I think you're like this. I'm someone who as a ministry leader, I'm a people who work with me will attest. I'm a very high control person. I like to, I like to have a high level of positive control. And so pandemic, no one comes to the office um, everyone's kind of on their own. It's been maddening the, uh, the control freak in me, but it's also been a time of testing and, and seeing, you know, this work we've been doing for, um, you could look back on the last 15 years. You'd look back on the last 30 years. It's been a time of testing. Okay. How, how, how does this really work out when crisis presents itself and people are scattered and it's just been amazing to see the people of God rise up rise to the occasion and and lead well it's maddening the control freak in me but it, it's it's making me really proud as a uh, pastoral leader at our church too i agree i agree um that's awesome well pastor patrick would you mind praying for our life groups and as we walk through this going moving into phase one yeah yeah absolutely and um not just our life groups. I mean, really every aspect of our church is figuring every aspect of our church, every level of church staff is having the same conversation. What does it look like when we meet up together again? And so I think this is an opportunity for our life groups to actually lead the way in that as we're trying to figure out how to regather campus events and worship services. I think this may be an opportunity for us to learn from our life group leaders, how it's done. So I'll pray for all of that. Uh, Lord, we just come to you in the name of Jesus, and we're grateful uh, for all the people tuning in and watching this who've been leading well over these last two months, God. And Lord, we're very, very grateful for their dedication to you. We're very, very grateful uh, that they have said, not as I will, but as you will, Lord. And they've adapted and they've embraced change in ways that the church is not accustomed to embracing change. Uh, and Lord, we're very, very grateful. And Lord, we pray for the future that you would continue to lead us, lead these life group leaders who are going to be having these conversations with their life group. And Lord, I pray that what will prevail will not be an emphasis on personal liberty, but on community responsibility and really loving one another, God. I pray that what will prevail will be wisdom and Holy Spirit leadership. And I pray that as these life groups are figuring out what to do, uh, Lord, I pray that they'd make decisions that are unanimous, that there would be consensus, and that the, the groups that want to meet together, Lord, that they'd be all on board and ready to meet together, and the groups that feel like they need to continue online just a little bit more, that they'd all be of one accord. Lord, we look back on the early church, and that was a hallmark of your presence and your power there in that early church, that they were all of one accord. So we pray that that would be true among our life groups. And, and Lord, we pray for the other aspects of our ministry that are, that are looking at how to regather and how to regather safely and how to regather in a way that's not going to challenge the conscience of another believer. And Lord, we just pray uh, for a great harvest of souls to take place. We pray um, just for the favor of your people among the world to increase. Lord, that, that we'll be known by our love for one another, that we'll be known 
by how we protect not just each other's physical health, but our, our consciences as well, God. And Lord, I pray that as we move towards regathering, we'll get great lessons from our life group leaders who've gone ahead of us and done it well. Lord, we pray for continued favor for our life group leaders. We pray for protection. We pray for healing. We pray for peace to be felt uh, across all of our life groups. And Lord, help us be ready to be mobilized by you as we reach out to others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, much, Pastor Patrick. I really appreciate your time. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do as we regather in life groups and churches and everything else. Me too. And uh, make sure you say goodbye to Lizzie for us all. We all want to know where she went. We know she's doing okay. So make sure we get to see her again. Okay. We certainly, I certainly will. She has schoolwork. Hopefully. (sighs) School ends very soon. Praise God. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Y'all have a great week and we'll see you next Tuesday. You too. Take care.